0: And I am aware now. Aware now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness, one story at a time, for the causes that tie us all together. Authenticity and integrity, Callie Bevier is the embodiment of unconditional love. As an advocate for acceptance, as opposed to judgment, she leads by example, reflecting the light she sees in others. Her own journey of identity and preference, she openly shares with confidence in hopes of inspiring self-love and self-worth in others. As a recording artist, her music is a labor of love fueled by emotion and driven by a dedication to serve others through storytelling. Let's start our conversation today with a song and move to its story. Callie, let's begin with your song, Not the Same. Not only is it hella fun to move to, it's also a power statement for the one who's singing it. Specifically, I'm referring to the lines, I'm not the one to blame, this time I walk away. In relationships and life in general, many assign blame to themselves and stay in a situation. However, the blame isn't theirs to own. In fact, they should be walking away. They should be going. Please share the story behind this song. Not Mm -hmm. the same.
1: Um, I I wanted to share a story um, kind of about just a relationship that no longer serves you. And I think in a lot of relationships, it is very easy to blame yourself. As you said, it's very easy to blame yourself. And um, at the end of the day, you are you're in control of your emotions, you're in control of your choices, your feelings, all of that. That's your responsibility. But leaving a relationship that is no longer serving you or no longer making you feel good—that's um, what you shouldn't be putting blame on yourself for. It's okay if you want to leave a relationship that you know. You simply just don't wanna be in anymore. You don't have to have some crazy reason for it. But that was kind of the whole point of this song is like, I'm not feeling good in this relationship anymore. And so, you know, I'm not the one to blame, I'm gonna walk away, that's it. Um, So that was pretty much what that was about. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't it interesting that it's like,
0: it's something that's so simple, it should be so easy and yet it's not. So the fact that you're just calling it out like it is, is is awesome. Um, You know, for a moment, i'd like to talk about the title of the song mm-hmm. not the same mm-hmm. no love is the same while love is love there are infinite versions in countless stories now when it comes the love of your life please share the story of you and sean
1: okay cool so um Let's see. I, my whole life growing up, I always was like, I'm never going to get married. Never going to like, I just not, had like no clue of what I would want in my future. And then Sean came around and I was like, Oh shoot. I actually think I could have a little bit of love in my future. So, uh, I guess we it started off as, um, One of my best friends she kept texting me she's like "Oh, i have uh let's hang out let's hang out and i was just in a very like kind of weird place where i was just ghosting everyone and i answered at i guess the perfect moment i was like okay let's go let's go hang out she's like oh i have someone i want to introduce you to as well so i was like okay um so um it was actually sam at the time sean and uh sam and eleni came and they picked me up eleni's my friend who introduced us and uh we were like inseparable from day one you know a little shy at the beginning we saw each other i think we both thought we you know each other i I think he think thought i was cute and um then kind of the whole day like literally the first day we met we ended up like holding hands just like kind of awkward and we were in santa monica just walking around and then i stayed the night at his place and um it kind of we were attached to the hip from the very beginning Mm -hmm. um I would say our story is a little unique because um I did start dating Sean as Sam and then he started transition transitioning about I would say like very quickly into us kind of getting to know each other meeting dating and uh he was just like hey like I do want to transition I feel like you know a guy and whatnot and I was like okay like let's go like if that's how you feel that's how you feel like I didn't necessarily start liking you because of your gender who you were identifying as you know um I identify as pansexual so that was something that was very easy for me to just be like okay like let's go and I want you to be happy and um yeah so that was the beginning of our love story and we got married July seventeenth of twenty twenty. So it was like mid-pandemic. Um, we had a, a wedding out in my parents' side yard. We kind of just set everything up. We even built the um, altar and everything. Uh, very DIY, and it's just been it's been fun. I mean, has it been easy? Uh, no, not at all. But it's taught me. Our relationship has taught me so much, and I think we have both grown so much Uh, I mean even just with communication just little things like that it's like I don't know I've learned I've learned a lot and I I I don't know I love our relationship and
0: um yeah that is that is
1: awesome that is so
0: awesome um my cheeks are hurting just like smiling about (laughs) about about your love (laughs) um you know so so when it comes to love or actually anything in our society society insists on assigning a label when it comes to transgender i've heard so many say i don't understand it this in turn leaves so many who are transgender feeling that they are exactly that not understood by mm-hmm. others so all that said is there a need to be for someone who's trans for someone who's transgender is there a need to be understood, or is it more a need to be accepted, whether it's understood or not?
1: Um, so I personally don't feel like I can answer this question um, from like a, a genuine point of view. Um, but I have a star celebrity speaker here who wants to answer, Shawn <laughs> in, Sean. thank you so much for stepping up and stepping in
0: to be part of this conversation. Uh, you know, so so let's 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 hear it. You know, being transgender is that a need, a want to be understood, or simply just to be accepted? And whether understood or not,
2: um, I think like it starts with the base level of just being accepted, uh, because a lot of times, like, there's so many things that we don't understand, and that is new to some people. Uh, and so sometimes saying like oh, I don't understand it but I accept it and just feeling that kind of like sense of acceptance <laughs> yeah. um, because a lot of times like it is new and I know like at least for my journey like it was I didn't understand a lot of the changes that were happening uh, and a lot of times like I did hear that a lot like I don't understand it uh, but it's not you know, not to sound any kind of way, but it's not for anyone else to understand really, but just having that sense of like acceptance and belonging, that is really what's key. And, you know, being honest, like, I don't know that I would have had the courage to to fully live like my authentic self if it wasn't for Callie. Uh, Cause she's someone who just accepted me and was just like loving from the start um and like how she said it was like oh we're starting this journey all right we're doing it like mm-hmm. how do i help um so that was that was great to have thank you
1: yeah no fear oh, it you know just yeah
0: yeah no that is that is awesome and um but yeah i mean so it's such a such an important thing just like this that feeling of acceptance like i think people sometimes are like well i i don't know how to do it i don't know how to you know fit. and it's like you don't have to understand You Mm -hmm. don't have like that's not your place necessarily, you know, it's just like to be present, to accept, um, which, as you mentioned, Callie does beautifully on so many different levels. Um, You know, and so the thing of it is this: is that love from a partner is different, of course, um, than love from a parent. And oftentimes young people feel the need to choose one or the other, especially, especially when it comes to LGBTQ community. So um, love to hear, um, let's, let's, let's start with you, Kelly. in your case, right? Um, you, Callie, you were loved by your parents,
1: oh, yeah. by, regardless,
0: right? Yeah. No matter how you were, where you were, you were loved regardless. In fact, your parents also loved Sam, Sean as well. Um, like, from the beginning and to now, with your partner and your parents, you've experienced truly unconditional love. How important to you was your parents' acceptance in all of this?
1: Um, I can, I, it was just so important, everything. I mean, from the very beginning, my mom was extremely happy that I found anyone to just kind of help me and, you know... Make me feel loved. um That was kind of all it was for her. I mean, I remember she put a Facebook post up like when we first started dating. And she was like, "My Cali girl, you know, she's finally started dating someone in Los Angeles." And she she posted like all the pictures that we had sent her together and everything. And she was just super excited uh, for me. And that was just, I mean, for me it was just kind of normal because I always had such great support on anything that I wanted to go for in my life from my parents. So I think at the end of the day, like that is kind of the job of a parent is to unconditionally support the being that you've brought into this world and to, you know, help push them forwards in whatever endeavors they want to go on and not question them or. I mean, there's certain things that maybe you can question them on, but you know, if it's all love at the end of the day, um, I think it's important to, to, to support your children. And that's all i ever got from my parents and i mean even the other day sean was like oh i'm about to text your parents because i need a little bit of uh you know support in feeling like i i I should work out or i forget what it was was or whatever because he knows that my parents will always be there to like hype you up and like make you feel good and make you feel supported um so for me it's just always kind of been the norm and um i they're like the blueprint parents i would say for sure so yeah. if you're a parent listening to this just support your kid in literally anything i would say
0: that is that is awesome um you know sean do you want to comment on, on this or how, how your journey was and how your parents
2: um my parents it, it was very hard for them mm-hmm. uh, i was very hard first coming out especially being raised mexican catholic um it was just very tough Uh, And then when they found out about my transition process, uh, I didn't talk to them for about two years Mm -hmm. um, or yeah, a year and a half with with no communication at all. Um, So it was tough, but you know, I think the thing that like brought me so much light was spending my, like spending Christmas with her parents and Mm. spending Christmas and just being like, that was my first Christmas that I felt like I was me. Um, and so I always like look at that. It's like, wow, you know, they just accepted me, and especially in that like beginning stages of the transition, you know, like, you know, going back to the thing, there was no question. It was just like, we're here to support and accept.
1: I also think that the like my parents regardless of what they went through in their childhood and upbringing they knew that they didn't want to carry on certain patterns and habits or you know just beliefs um, ideologies that their parents had kind of pushed on them, and I think that they wanted to totally change that. So, I and mean, it's just like the generational trauma thing that's happening, and it's like when you actively see your parents trying to do, like break that, but then you still know, like within yourself, I'm like, I know there's still some things that then I can work on, you know. So it's, you know, we're constantly trying to work through that type of stuff and progress. I think progress and progression is like the biggest word, you know. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to make good changes. Trying to it's all love at the end of the day I keep saying that but that's really all it is
0: yeah yeah I know absolutely and, and that is such a good point point. and when you see parents who are saying okay this is the way I grew up but just because this is the way it was for me doesn't mean this is the way it has to be for them exactly. and so to make that conscious decision as opposed to just the cookie cutter like this is the way of it you know
1: mm-hmm. say like, no
0: like toss the cookie cutters out just
1: exactly you know
0: <laughs> toss them um you know so as long as we're talking about love Let's uh let's stay on topic, but switch gears to music. Yeah. So making music, I imagine, is like making love with regard to the connection between yes. the singer and their sound. As a recording artist, what is it about making music that you love the most?
1: Most what do I love the most? I I guess like the whole I love writing lyrics, first of all. And I think like my whole journey with like writing music and creating music came very, it was weird because like when I was younger, I would love to sing and I would love to make up songs and stuff, but I never really knew what I was doing. It was just kind of happening. And then I moved out to Los Angeles and I learned how to actually like write the lyrics put the melody on the track that like a producer has made, or even, you know, craft my own chords up and, you know, bring that into something. that's how I work personally. But um, I think my favorite part is the lyrics and the storytelling and, you know, whether that be, I'm watching Stranger Things, whether that be me pulling a story off of Stranger Things and really like diving into that story, kind of making it my own or, you know, pulling from our relationship and um it's it's kind of like an out it's like journaling or you know whatever your outlet is to um kind of get your emotions out for me that's the part that i love about it and uh really focusing on the feelings and emotions behind the songwriting um that's definitely my favorite and even when it comes to like sitting with the producer and trying to think of sounds to add to the music to you know give it more of that you know maybe very grimy like emotional feel or maybe something that's a little more like you want to f- you feel like you're kind of floating through the clouds like whatever okay. that may be so for me I think my favorite is just finding ways to like hear the emotion that you're trying to like convey. Mm-hmm.
0: that is that is awesome well you do a very good job with that I will say um you know from your relationships to your music Callie there is a common thread of love that is woven with such authenticity and integrity for those who are seeking to find and share that kind of love that you've been able to embody what advice do you have to
1: give the most cliche advice i think i'm gonna give is just love yourself first and everything else will follow that and i know it's hard sometimes definitely with social media and you see so many versions of what you're supposed to be but at the end of the day those are still just societal boxes and just like stupid shit stupid th- it's just i'm sorry it was just it's just uh, we are not sorry um, we we were not made to we were not Created so uniquely, person to person, to then have to conform and fit in little boxes, you know. So, your little quirks, the little things that make you weird, are really just you, and that's how what you're, how you're supposed to be. So, uh, let that shine through, and I think everything else, yeah, everything else follows that. Um, yeah. Even I was I was just even talking to someone, and I was like, I've been thrifting a lot lately. I don't have the biggest budget to shop at the mall right now but I've been realizing, like and that was something like thrifting that in my past when I was like you know a teenager I'd have been like oh, secondhand like goodwill like no like I want like forever 21 clothes a our world is dying so thrifting is awesome and b it, you can be so like unique whatever you wear whatever you put on like there's so much more to pick from from all the years and these clothes have mm-hmm. stories, you know just stuff like that Those those little things like be yourself love yourself that's step one
0: Mm -hmm. and you know what i love about you is that you you love this story not only in things but in people and in moments and um just thank you so much for being the light that you are for sharing the love that you do um just by simply being thank you
1: that's i mean that's i think that's the biggest thing and that's what i want like i have gone through so many different like mottos what my message is what i want it to be and i've literally just landed on i'm gonna be myself so you can be yourself like that's it period Uh, you know like i think we have too many people trying to convey like this is you know who you should be or this is who i am so you should try to be it's like no like be yourself dude it's awesome
0: (laughs) be yourself it's awesome i think we need we need those t-shirts come on now Uh, Kelly, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to share your story and for Sean as well um, to share and, you know, just for helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no worries. No worries. And I love these conversations every time I talk to you. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you